Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Nuno has gone following the big United defeats. Palace shocked City at the Etihad. Chelsea extend their lead at the top of the Premier League with a win as Liverpool failed to do the same against Brighton. And Conte comes in to Spurs after a massive 3-0 loss to Manchester United. <laughs> I wonder who wrote this intro. Anyway, we're lots to talk about and lots to get on with. Let's talk football. Right then. Good good after, good evening, good day, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Good o. Good day. Good o. Yep. Good day, good evening, good night. Wherever you are in the world. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We're here again to talk about some football. Can I just start? I didn't write the intro. Yes, Are you? I know you didn't. I wrote it. There was going to be a third one in there, but I thought I'd be yeah. taking the mick a little bit, to be honest. I just read what I'm, what's put down, guys. He's literally the Ron Burgundy of podcasts. Yep. Just do what I'm told. Yeah. So, I mean, we might as well start there, right? I mean, big news. I mean, we should, we should really start with Conte coming in. Okay, yeah, we're going to start there. That's, okay. the, that's the big news, really, that is isn't it? That is the really big news. It moved very quickly. Very quickly, and lots of questions being asked. About who? About, well, both sides, really, both parties. Do you want, do you want my perspective I on it? What, that mean, that's why you're here. Let's go for it, then. So, obviously, during the game on Saturday night, Mr. Espirito Santo made a very, very strange decision to take off Lucas Mora, when arguably he was probably our best player. Well, the crowd were not happy with it. The crowd were not happy. When you get 62,000 people shouting at you, you don't know what you're doing. Um, It's not great. So... Not ideal. To add a bit of meat to that, apparently Fabio Paratici, our sporting director, in the 60th minute, he got up and left his seat and did not come back. So is that, are we saying that that was the moment? I think that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back because the second goal wasn't exactly pretty. If you look at it, oh, if you know. watch it from sort of when we lost the ball to when the ball ends up in the back of the net, it's quite... I thought I thought it, I thought it was a pretty good goal. Well, of course you'd think it was a pretty good goal, yeah. I mean, no, let's not disrespect the goal. I mean, we're not disrespecting the, the, the ball, goal, but... The through ball, the finish. But from a... That finish from Cavani... But from a from a Spurs perspective, it was a very disappointing goal to concede. So then obviously they had the conversation on Sunday, whether he might go, whether he might stay. And then that came to the decision yesterday morning at about 10 o'clock that he was going to go. And then within no more than sort of three or four hours, Antonio Conte was coming into London to sign a contract. So the first question then yeah. is... Why don't we think this deal happened in the summer? Well, according to him, and this is what he said in the sort of the press thing that they released earlier on, that he was still sort of getting over leaving Inter and the time wasn't quite right for him. Obviously, that's his words. Obviously, if you go back to the summer when we were courting him as the manager, there was rumours that we weren't giving him the money that he was asking for to try and change the squad about and it 
that's kind of where it all fell down in the end by the sounds of it. Do we also think, though, that it might be have something to do with them offering him a smaller contract than he wanted? Potentially. Obviously, the 18-month with the option to extend suits Antonio Conte's management sort of style, if you like. Obviously, he comes in for a couple of years and then he goes elsewhere. Yeah. And also, and also for, for putting it out there, this has cost Daniel Levy quite a lot of money. Well, he... Nuno's and the club. probably been given a sort of maybe seven, eight million pounds. Oh, yeah. Possibly even closer severance. to ten. Buy his contract out yeah. and then... And they reckon And then that, they've probably ended up having to pay Conte more than what they were offering him in the summer. Well, he's, I think they said he was on fifteen million pounds a year. Yeah. Which is so, ridiculous money. Big money. Big money. Big money for a so, big manager. Well, you hope so. Yeah. You hope so, but from a Tottenham point of view, I mean, it was pretty bad the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. obviously the, there's been a culmination from probably the Arsenal game onwards where we have just stumbled along. Obviously, the Aston, yeah. the Aston Villa game, yes, all right, we come back and won. Newcastle, we did the same, we won, but we weren't convincing in either game. And I think they just decided, right, you know, we're going we're gonna to have to save our season somewhere. Let's change the manager. I feel sorry for Nuno, though. I do feel sorry for him. I do. And I think I think the fans the fans never warmed to him, though, I don't think. No. I mean, you all know better than me. But it never seemed like he came in and, and the fans were like with him from day one. Well, I, th- I think initially they were because he said all the right things in the beginning that we were going to play the football that you want to watch. Obviously, we beat Man City first week of the season. You know, that gets your credit in the bank straight away, doing that. Yeah. And you could just tell that the football was just boring to watch. So what do you think Conte is going to bring in terms of playing style to this Tottenham team? Oh, I think we'll be a lot more attacking. I think I think things will change. He'll certainly, I think he might even change the system. I think because he's. I don't think he will. He's a three at the back man. We haven't been playing three at the back. He'll, he'll play three at the back. Yeah, and that's not necessarily going to mean you're going to be more attacking. No, well, it'll it'll give Sergio Regulon license to get forward, which obviously he does anyway, but from a higher position. Obviously, Emerson Royale's been quite good going forward so far. He might sort of give new life to Deli Alley, certainly. I mean, loads of people have been wanting new life brought to Deli Alley. Yeah. He showed signs earlier on in the season that he might be starting to find some form again, but and has gone back tail off again. Yeah. Obviously, Harry Kane's the one that you really need to shake out of his sort of but whatever. If anyone, if in. anyone could get something back out of Kane, it might be Conte because yeah. he's got the big character. To... But at the same time, if and this is where I really feel for Nuno is he was dealt this hand from day one of having a man in his team who doesn't want to be at the club anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, there's that aspect to it, yeah. So a, a dressing room that's probably not 100% settled. Well, I don't think the dressing room were 100% behind him anyway. I think it was mainly, you know, they saw him as the stopgap between manager A and manager B. Well, that question, oh, you got to question the players on that then, if that's if that's true. Yeah, yeah, you have. If that's true, because that's, not but a professional way to act, that, is it? That will certainly be shaken out of them 
within the first couple of weeks of him being there because Antonio Conte will not take any nonsense from anybody. Judging by his track record. You'd think not, but we will see how we'll see how things develop. I'm excited. I mean, you know, he's a world class manager. Why he's walked into the situation that we're in, I mean he must be crackers to do that. But Yeah. I also saw you tweet something very weird the other day. What did I tweet about Conte coming in? Saying that Spurs have acted before Man United act. Oh, I think they have. I don't well, I don't think Conte would have ended up at Man United. I told you this last week. I I think we pulled the trigger before someone else did. I, there's no way we'd have gone for well, if we, we, there's no way if we'd have gotten Conte, I don't think he would have fit Man United. You don't know, do you? Obviously, I do. No, I do. All right. I, I don't think he would have fitted. I'd have said that last week. I don't think his style fits Man United very well. I think he's like I said. I said last week he reminds me very much of a Mourinho type figure. Hopefully not, but. You know, I'm I'm willing to well, I'm always willing to give a manager an opportunity, and we'll just see how he goes. Obviously, he, he will have indeed. already been in charge of his first game by the time this comes out. Yeah, the um the Vitesse conference game. league. Yeah, and he's got a reasonable run of fixtures in terms of our next sort of six or seven games. They're all pretty winnable games. Doesn't give him a lot of time on the training pitch with the players, so that's the one thing you would say. It doesn't. No, no, that's very true. Obviously, trying to get his ideas across. But you might have a midweek. Have you got no midweek games next week? Is there no, it's for international you? week next week? No, it's international break. Yeah. No, so, oh, okay, so he's not going to have. So he's not going to have ninety percent of the squads with him. Yeah. But then he'll have the people. He'll have the likes of Ali, Winks. You know, the people who have been struggling to get into the team. So it'll be a good thing for them. Obviously, Kane will go away with England, do what he does with England, and yeah, score a hat trick for England. Yeah, it'll be. He'll hit the ground running after the international break. We've got leads after the international break. So. Hope so. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Do you want to talk about the game itself? Yeah, let's, let's talk about let's talk about it. I think from our point of view, very good to see us actually be solid. Yep. Be a unit, not be easy to play through. There was a joke going round that has been going round for a little while, to be fair, that Dr. Tottenham will see you now. If there's any club yeah. that can remedy a club's poor form, we are it. But but for, but I think we did completely change the way oh, that Christ, we have yeah. approaching you games. Absolutely approached it in a totally different way to even I expected you to turn up. Yeah, we were still aggressive in the um in our defence. Yeah, in that I watched Graham Souness talking about how oh United have dropped off, and I was like, has he watched the first half the same as I did? <laughs> We were pressing, we were pushing, we were in your face. Yeah. But we did it from a much solider base. Because when we've got the three at the back, and, okay, you've got those two in the midfield, Tommy and Fred, but it, it seemed a lot more targeted. So we weren't bullet a gate like we have been in some of the games recently. Yeah. It was targeted. It was like one goes, is to press on at the right time for the trigger for the second player to go. Or, you know, when the first player goes, the second one went... But then if it was like, okay, no, it's not there. They were so quick back into shape, yeah. which we haven't been this season at it all. It helped you had Varane there, I think. Maybe. Maybe. I think the three at the back in general helped. Yeah. Because, you know, even with Varane in, in the four, we haven't been defending well. He's been left exposed. You know, both of our centre-backs have been left pretty exposed at times this season. Yeah. Well, obviously, Ben Davis started for us. 
I assume he started under the assumption that either Greenwood or, Rash- or Rashford was going to start on the wing. Yeah. And obviously when that didn't happen, I was like, well, we've made a mistake there. No, no disrespect to Ben Davis. He's a solid defender, but he's not great at getting forward. I think it's as well. We played, we played players who were going to be more disciplined. Yeah, you were. Because when you've got, you've got that, what, the, the back five that we had, um, McTominay and Fred, you're going to have discipline in there. Yeah. You're going to have people in there that aren't just going to do their own thing. Whereas we were playing with, and then you've got your three attackers, essentially, yeah. who can create trouble. And any combination of our front, of a front three we'd put together could do that. But if you've got that base behind you that's a bit more solid, you know, with, with um, Luke Shaw more in particular as a wing-back going forward, attacking. Yeah. And then one of the midfielders maybe in, in a good attack pushing on. But we, we managed to find a way before the first goal. We kind of camped in on you. Yeah. Which I haven't seen us do in such a long time where we actually got a team pinned. Yeah. We got we had you in. And so the ball was being knocked about and it was coming back out. And then when that ball goes in, oh, that volley. Yeah, because we, oh. we just didn't have an out ball. Our, the out ball was Kane yeah. and he had Varane or Maguire right up his backside as soon as he got yeah. on the ball. The one thing that disappointed me when Luke Shaw was booked, and he was booked very, very fairly early, mm-hmm. no one ran at him. No one tried to take yeah. him on. No one tried to force that second yellow to come his way. Yeah, the thing is with Luke though, he's he is he is a good he is a good one on one defender. Yeah. So he doesn't he would he will rather let you run past him because he knows he can get back at you than put his foot in. That's one thing I will say about Luke Shaw. When he's defending one on one, if you get past him with a bit of skill, yeah. He'll be like, no, nah, that's fine. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll chase you down and out muscle you. Yeah. So he doesn't mind. So he, it is very rare for Luke to just kind of throw his foot into a challenge. Yeah, I thought I was a little bit disappointed with that. I was also disappointed with Scott McTominay, to be fair. Who? Scott McTominay. Spent Why was he too good? Far too much time on the floor. Far too oh. much time. He's it's just like, getting. Get up, son. Come on. He's, he was the best. He was the best player. For me, he was the best player on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, he was he was dishing it out quite a lot. How he didn't get yellow carded, I've got no idea. But then when he was getting it back, he didn't like it so much. Well, he's that. He's just playing the game, and listen, yeah. listen, yeah. After after what Son did last year, you can shut up. <laughs> Little. That's probably what he was doing. I can't it to be honest, because it was did last year when he when the goal before it got put offside, and he put he flapped his little arm out and went rolling around. No, someone. I think it was Scott McTominay actually that, no, that did it. That. Yeah, of course you don't. I don't, genuinely, don't. I don't remember that. We had a goal in the first half last season at Tottenham. Scott McTominay kind of out-muscles Son, but then Son decided that he wanted to fall on the floor. Oh, okay. And then we play the ball through and Cavani puts it in the back of the net. Oh. It got disallowed. So you can you can stop with all this. Like the way that Son was going on in that first in that game last season, you've got no I... you've got no legs to stand on. So yeah, so yeah, all right. I I it's six or one half a dozen the other then I suppose with but I just felt he went down a little bit too easy, Scott McTonley, to be fair. No, he didn't. Yeah. I think you're looking you're looking for things. You were you were very bad. Well to be fair, we were very bad. We were You were very, very bad. bad. Very bad. And we were and we were and we were much better than we have been. So do I have to say thank you? No. No, I don't have to say thank you. No, I think he would have gone. Yeah, he probably would have I well, we were talking on our way out of the game, obviously Losing to Manchester United, I didn't think that was probably going to be the end for him. I think if we'd have lost against Everton this coming weekend, then I think that yeah. probably would have been hit. Yeah. But there we are. Right. 
Um, anything else I want to talk about that game? Not really. I thought we played well. You played bad. You got rid of your manager. Our manager, it lives on for another week. After chat, well, the thing is though, he did change. He changed, and I think he had a go, and he he thought right, okay, this isn't right, and he's made a change, and we look much better. So that is positive. Yeah. That's positive. And it it, is when a your positive manager thing. goes, yeah. okay, we made a change. The players have responded to that. Yeah. And that's that's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for from a team. Yeah. So we'll take it from there. Right. Let's move on to let's move on to the Etihad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What a big what shock! A of interesting the result that was. Yeah. So, Palace beating City. Yeah. Two nil. Two nil. Yeah. Obviously, City lost Laporte, didn't they, just before half time? But they were already one nil down at that point. I I was a bit surprised it was a red card. Yeah, I know I was. I I thought we obviously he had covering defenders. They said it was denying a goal scoring opportunity. Wilfred Wilfred Zaha is going to score from there. Good luck to him. Because yeah, well it is Wilfred Zaha. So yeah, he, but he's know. got to carry on running first. He's got to outpace Walker, who's coming round, who's no slouch when yeah. it comes to running. Yeah, but neither's Zaha. Zaha's pretty pacey. I just think I just think it was a bit of a poor decision from Andre Mariner. Yeah, I mean it hasn't been overturned. No, not as we speak. Oh. No, they might not have even appealed it, Man City, because I think sometimes if they, if you frivolously appeal something, they um they tend yeah. to add a game rather than <laughs> take it away. So it's like, why are you questioning us? Go away. Yeah. I mean, having said that, though, City still dominated the ball. They did dominate the ball, and we it goes back to what we said right at the start of the season about them not having someone in the big moments. That was a big moment. They had had if they had had a number nine, you know, Jesus had one ruled out for offside, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I've been I've been on that train. I've 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 been talking about that on this. But to be fair to City, in the big big games, they have found a way to score goals. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and this was just one of those days where they were down to ten men. You know, missing missing a man in attack for them meant that Palace could just sit in and be a bit tighter and. They had a spare man in defence, so you could two and one on people, which probably left them a bit further out than they wanted to be in terms of when they're going to get their shots off. They only had three shots on target, City. So, yeah. you know, so they were able to, when you play, even if you let the opposition have the ball, if you've got an extra man and you're defending, it does make it a lot more difficult for the attacking team. Yeah. When you've got yeah. that one less, less man around, you know, because even... Even, you know, looked at the end, they were playing essentially three at the back and were just throwing everything forward. Oh, yeah. Uh, one nil down, you've got to. Yeah. Yeah. And so at that point, you know, even that, that spread that you have at the back to be able to push your full backs on a bit more or whatever. And, you know, one of them's always got to be a bit cautious. And, of course, they did get caught out with that, with the second goal. Yeah. Towards the end. No, I think bit of a shock, bit of a shocker that, you know, they were even in that position going into half time, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they before the red card, they'd had sort of thirty-five minutes to turn it round. Yeah, so good performance from Pat Palace are doing really well. Yeah, Patrick Vieira is certainly getting them playing, and they're playing a nice brand of football as well. Oh yeah, definitely. They're up to thirteenth, aren't they? At the minute, they are. They are. So that was only their second win of the season, though. First game of the season they won, didn't no, they? No, the two wins are Tottenham and Man City. Yeah. So, yeah. Consistent. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're else. finding they're finding draws. 
But um, they'll want to win a few more, I think, and they're capable. They're capable. Well, if they, if they can play like that, yeah. And they'll get settled as well. You know, Vieira's still settling in, finding his way. He is, yeah. And as they get more settled into what he wants them to do and stuff, and I think you're starting to see the work starting to pay off for Palace now. If they can keep, if they can keep it up. Yes, and that's the that's the key thing, isn't it? The if, yeah. Can they keep it up? Yeah. And that's the same for a lot of clubs. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to uh Newcastle. Okay. Yeah. And Chelsea just seem to want to just let fullbacks do all the goal scoring at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. Reese James with two. Ben Chilwell not on the score sheet this week. No, not on the score sheet for Ben today. And he uh, said he weekend. was disappointed about it as well. But he should be. <laughs> should be. He's got himself on, he had himself on a bit of a run there. But I can't believe... I mean, Chelsea had so much of the ball. 79% of the ball Chelsea yeah. had in that game. Yeah. They're, they're, they're un, they're, they are next to unstoppable, this Chelsea team. They are, especially when you think of the players, players they're missing. Yeah. yeah. They're going to win this league this year. They are so strong. They've got a great manager behind them. They've got everything going for them, this, this Chelsea team. Agreed 100%. Over the time, they might lose some points along the way, but I still think uh, they look a, they look a notch above everyone else at the minute. They do at the moment, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Newcastle, they need to appoint a manager quickly, and apparently it's not far away. Reports today about Unai Emery. Yeah, yeah, I saw those. And or well, it's between Unai Emery and Eddie Howe. It might even be sorted out by the time this comes out. But um, I would be surprised. Well, I don't know. Will Emery come? I don't know because he's doing all right at Villarreal at the minute. He is. That's, yeah, they're still in the Champions League and stuff and doing their thing there. But we'll see. Would he want to come into a relegation battle? This is the thing. That's the thing, and it that's the thing. I think a lot of managers. Well, in some respects, it's a well. It's a, it might be a nice little quick payday. Yeah. Yeah, because it could end pretty quickly, yeah. <laughs> goes wrong, it goes wrong, and then they'll probably want to change manager anyway. Yeah. Or just to agree a short deal to the end of the season. But do they want to start on that footing, the new owners? By hiring and No, they'll want to make a statement. Yeah. They'll, they'll, want to ma- they'll want to make a statement, but at the same time, it's like, well, they'll probably, they're probably going to have to pay someone over the odds to get someone, a big name. Yeah come through the door a big managerial name they're gonna to have to pay pay them big wages which i'm sure they're probably not bothered about no the wages so for the manager coming in yeah. it's yeah so for the manager coming in it's like okay this is a nice little pay payday if we go down and they get rid of me so be it i'm gonna have made a bit of money yeah but it's it's crucial it's so crucial for newcastle to stay up this season yeah they need to get the right man and yeah to keep that momentum of the new ownership and everything yeah. They have to. They have to find a way to stay in the league. I don't think Unai Emery's the right man. I'm not. To be fair, I'm not even sure Eddie Howe's the right man. I think Eddie Howe could be keep him up. I'm not sure. I think Eddie Howe could keep him up. I mean, they had. They have to go out and spend in January. No yeah, question. they're going to have to buy. They're going to have to buy. After they're going to have to spend some money. That's why I'd go. That's why I'd be tempted to go for someone with Premier League experience in yeah. terms of your manager. I mean, I know Emery has that experience. But he didn't. He didn't seem to suit the Premier League. If, no, did he really? He didn't. Really. He didn't settle at Arsenal, and he didn't really work it out. No, and he had much better players at Arsenal than he'll have at Newcastle. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the pressure on that job is going to be high. Oh, whoever goes mean, into yeah, it, because of the fans, they will expect. Yeah. You, they will expect them to start going up the table pretty quickly. Yeah, because it would be the most Newcastle thing ever for the for him to go down this season. It's not looking good at the moment, but still a long way to yeah. go. 
you know, to keep that momentum going, like I said, they need to stay up. But if they went down, you'd expect them to come back up pretty quickly, given the resources they'll have compared to any other club in, in the championship. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. But it just slows down the process, doesn't it? Yeah. Instead of it being a five to ten year Premier League plan, perhaps it goes to ten to fifteen. Yeah, because okay, you've now got to get and you've got to get out of the championship. Yeah. Now what they might be able to do is convince some very good Premier League players to go, look, this is gonna be a one year thing, we're gonna be back in the Premier League and away we go. Yeah. So they might you know, here's the money. They'll be able to do that when a lot of clubs can't. So that might be a draw a drawing attraction maybe this summer if they do go down. Possibly. Yeah, that you might be able to get so you know get some good Premier Premier League quality player, but you know the season's very early. They're not they're not out of touch, are they? You know, no, they're not. Things out can of touch. change. Yeah, things good, things can change pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, a good transfer window and a couple of players in get their good players firing and in a in a good way. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen? They need but... to get themselves into a half decent position by the turn of the of the season. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, this run after the, the next international break, we all know this is key. Yeah. Run up to Christmas, into the new year. And that will determine where you're going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's head over to Anfield. And a bit of a surprise. That was a game and a half. Yeah. Brighton turning up again. Yeah. I thought Liverpool 2-0 up. I was like, oh, well. Well, yeah, well, yeah you would. Everybody would. Everybody would. You'd be sitting there, Liverpool 2-0 up. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I was here they go again. I was expecting last weekend to happen again. Exactly, and then I don't know what kind of happened. I don't know how much of it was Liverpool lifting their foot off it, and how much of it was Brighton kind of getting to grips with it. It might be probably a mixture of both, yeah. isn't it? Really, when you th- when you think about it, but so good. Brighton clearly didn't read the script. No, there was a good goal from Wepu. Yeah, Wepu had a, a cracker of a goal. I mean, they they were saying on the commentary, "Oh, Allison's lost it in the sun." We'll put a cap on then, son. <laughs> Anyway, it solved that, isn't it? Yeah, but Liverpool are still they're still unbeaten. They're still the only unbeaten beaten team in the league. Yeah, yeah. So they've still got that going for them. Too many draws, but too many draws. For the what they would probably yeah. like. I know a great result for Brighton, especially after last week. Obviously, they got a bit of a tanking from City last week, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. So for them to bounce back in the way they have after at Anfield, yeah, yeah. after being two 0 down, yeah, very difficult place to go and get something from. Yeah. No, they've had it. They've, you know, Brighton have had a solid start to the season, eighth position at the minute. Yeah. After the weekend, so no, good. They'll be looking up rather than looking down, definitely. Oh, for sure, for sure. But um, yeah, good, good, good game of football that one. I enjoyed. I enjoyed watching that. It was very back and forth and a good example, a good advertisement for the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, next, shall we have a quick chat about Arsenal? Yeah. Let's do that. Smith Rowe on the score sheet again. Smith Rowe, love him. He's he's got to he's got to be in England squad, right? Yeah, he's got to be. If he's not, I'm going to ring Gareth myself. Yeah, go on then. You get on the blower. And also Ramsdale with one of the greatest saves I think I've ever seen. Oh yeah, I mean he was superb. He was keeping them in the game. That was out of this world. Yeah, that save. Yeah. You know they get the early they get the early goal, which I think really helped settle them oh, away absolutely. from home Arsenal. Yeah. Get that early goal away from home, it just makes life so much easier. Quietens the crowd down and, yeah. Yeah, and then once you get the second one, they they were in pretty much... I mean, Leicester put some pressure on, obviously. You know, Ramsdale had to turn up and do his thing. They didn't really do much else, Leicester. 
they weren't bad leicester i thought they played pretty well you know they had yeah. they had the, they had the ball you know they had eight shots on target just didn't have that cutting edge i mean obviously yeah. ramsdale was in the form of his life but yeah ramsdale yeah. just pulls out that and obviously one of my, my probably my highlight of this weekend even more than that ronaldo volley was was ramsdale joining in when the leicester fans were trying to give him yeah yeah did see give that. him give him grief and he joined in that's good i love that i love that from him when you think how he was at sheffield united last year you wouldn't think it was the same goalkeeper i know obviously he's got better players in front of yeah, him. yeah he's got the better he's got he has got a better team around him and yeah. he is a very talented goalkeeper but you, you know the experience of the summer as well being away with england yeah. would have built that confidence but you and... looked at that 30 million pound fee in the summer and you went why on earth have you paid 30 million and now you it was a lot why. but i think you you need to put it into the context as well with arsenal to compound that so well, they had leno and leno's not a bad goalkeeper no no he burnt sitting on his you know backside I mean? yeah but they wanted to make the move they wanted to make a longer term decision in terms of their goalkeeper yeah so they they they, they went and got the the one they wanted and they wanted ramsdale and they got him and they, they've kind of proven everyone wrong at the minute yeah with that purchase but the the issue with arsenal has always been elsewhere on the pitch and i think them spending 30 million on a goalkeeper was probably the thing was like, well, what are they trying to do here yeah. um you know but they've obviously they, they still need a bit more depth i think arsenal yeah a couple of injuries in key areas obviously if smith Rowe yeah. comes out of that team at the moment at least they're a very different team without him yeah yeah, and then at the back as well, you know, Ben White and Gabriel, like we talked about last week, are building this partnership now. Yeah. I do really like Tommy Yasu, though. Yeah, Tommy Yasu is very, very he, good. Yeah. A very good find from Arsenal. Yeah. Dan Tavares on the other side. I thought he played well as well. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. You know, they kind of went a bit old school, Arsenal, actually. It was a bit of a a 4-4-1-1 type of thing with, you know, yeah. Lacazette just off the back of Aubameyang. One interesting thing I did spot, and I thought, it well... It happened once in the first half, and I was like, oh, there's a bit of a poor kick from Ramsdale. He was aiming for Aubameyang. Aubameyang yeah. was on the halfway line, just sort of in the in the centre circle. And the low kicks were just going straight to him, and then they were just building off Aubameyang. It was a really yeah. good tactic. That's the thing, and that's why... That's another reason. If you, you know, Arsenal are known for the way that they like to play football, and Arteta is of that ilk of a manager. We just got them on the counter-attack far quicker than just building from the back yeah being good on the ball is helpful you know we saw we've seen you know with england again with pickford the way he can distribute the way that allison and edison can do it at liverpool and and city yeah definitely it's it's a big it's a big part of the game these days these days it is yeah yeah you know having that having that goalkeeper because it just frees up a bit of your defenders to be able to push on a bit if you know you've got a keeper that can ping a 40 yard ball into a space where normally you're centre back would probably do that yeah or even you'd have a midfielder drop back into the centre back position and ping that ball if your goalkeeper can do it it can get you you know 10 15 yards further up the pitch yeah definitely so no good performance good solid performance from arsenal i thought away at leicester yeah they'll they'll be very happy with that obviously taking points off for someone that's potentially going to be in and around them at the end of the season absolutely uh, let's go to Villa Park next. I'll jump into the Sunday, but West Ham solid, great, yeah, really good performance from them again. Very good performance from West Ham. They're they're on it a minute, West Ham. Yeah, they really are. They, you know, if they can keep this form up, then it's going to be a big shock, a big shock coming at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
they had a bit of a helping hand from Villa. They were very poor defensively, Aston Villa. Yeah. Obviously, they had the red card as well, which killed the game in the second half because West Ham Absolutely. just soaked up the pressure and then tried to hit them on the break. Yeah. I was a bit surprised, though, that, I mean, Mings must just be coming back from a knock or something because he didn't start, did he, Tyrone Mings? No, he didn't start. He came on, obviously, when Conser got sent off. But yeah, it was a bit of a strange thing to do. Yeah, he must have been. He must have been. He must have had a knock or something in the week. Maybe you know you don't leave Tyrone Mings out in that Arsenal Villa squad in particular. You're not. He's not the one that you leave out. No, no, no. It's the captain's aside. But yeah, you don't. Yeah. You don't leave the captain out. So there must have been a reason for that. As the commentator said during the game, obviously West Ham have scored four goals and Mikel Antonio didn't score one of them, Absolutely, which is yeah. interesting and it's good to see for West Ham's perspective because they're trying to pitch yeah. in. Obviously, Ben Johnson's goal was really good. It was a really mm-hmm. good strike, that one. But yeah, very good from West Ham. Pains me to say it, but they are looking very, very good at the moment, West Ham. They are looking good. They are looking very good. Right, let's talk about Burnley. First finally, win. Yeah, finally got their win. As we all expected, they always find a win when they need it, when they need it the most. Yeah, no, they, were, they were good value for that as well. They, they absolutely roasted them in the first half. Yeah. Goals from Chris Wood, Matthew Lowson and Maxwell Cornet. Good. They were good. They were good. You know, it's, we've been waiting for this from Burnley. They have this, don't they? You know, just when you think they're on the verge of falling into they the keep abyss, yeah. yeah, they keep themselves in touch. They have, you know, they're still three points adrift to Leeds at the minute. Yeah, but you know, and Watford and Villa, so there's three of them in there. But they're not. They're not that far away, and and they have this knack, don't they, of getting a result. Yeah, Burnley in the end. I was just going to say, I still think this might be the year that's too far for them. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. You're going to write that in your eulogy, you know that. <laughs> Probably. Still going to be the year for them. <laughs> I think this might. I think this might be the one that's just too far for them. I, th- I think it might be. I think they might. They might just go this year. You're not alone in that. I've heard a lot of people say that. There's a big yeah. thing happened at Brentford though. And I don't know whether you've seen this, but I saw it and went, "Oh dear, that's going to be very problematic." David Raya's out for about four or five months. Yes. No. That is a big loss. That's for them. a very big loss. Yeah, it's a massive part. They of that will team. be going out to find a goalkeeper in January. They yeah. have to. They've got to. They yeah, they've got to find something. Thing is, though, you know, you think about it in January, someone like Dean Henderson. Yeah, absolutely. Might might be looking for somewhere to go and get some first team football. Yeah. Just to the end. You of know, the United season. United yeah. would probably consider it because we've got Tom Heaton around. Yeah. And obviously Lee Grant's still there as the third option, but. Less so much as a as a real option, but with Tom Heaton, he's probably a, you know he's a more than capable understudy to De Gea. Yeah. So there's a chance maybe a Dean Henderson move would be a smart idea for him. Yeah, it's certainly getting a goalkeeper with Premier League experience is a must for Brentford. Yeah. Three defeats on the bounce, so the harsh reality of Premier League life has come to bit them. It's starting to come through for sure now. Yeah, because yeah. I I think before that game on Saturday, they probably would have expected to get something from that. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely, but like I said, Burnley have this knack of just finding a way. Oh, they do, yeah. When, I mean, when they're obviously we it. played them midweek last week and they didn't look too bad against us, to be fair. Yeah. So it's the green shoots of recovery for Burnley have risen. Indeed. And Carrow Road? Yeah, Carrow Road next. Leeds, yep. Leeds and Norwich. Um Rafinha back, I thought, you know, because they'd lost, didn't they lose Rafinha to an injury in one of their they last have, games? Was it him? They had 
did lose Rafinha for a little Yeah, and then he, weeks, yeah. he was able to shake it off and come straight back. So good news for, for them because he's a big part of their team. I mean, I watched the first half of this game and I thought, why on earth am I watching this game? And then... But it all sort of happened in about burst four into minutes, life. Didn't it? Yeah. It all sort of happened in about four minutes, that game. Yeah. Could have been a four-minute four minute long game and it probably would have been for the better. Yeah. Obviously, Leeds had chances after they scored to kill it and didn't take yeah. them. But... Um... Which always leaves you that risk, doesn't yeah. it? Obviously, you had the funny moment when Rafinha ran into um, Bielsa. Yes. On the sidelines and not poor old Marcel Bielsa on his backside. Poor fella. He's... <laughs> well, he will be down he... there. <laughs> yeah, get, get your stall out. Come on. Yeah. If he's standing up, he steps back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm sure everyone, everyone's okay, though. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but he, one for the highlight reel, for sure. Yeah, he did pull his manager up. He didn't just leave him on the ground. <laughs> yeah, imagine he just walked off. <laughs> He'd never play again. He'd never play again. Be it, be game over. But better from Norwich, I thought. Yeah, they played all right, but I think these are games, though. Norwich need to win. Oh, they need to certainly pick up a point from it, yeah. Well, they're at home Yeah. for a start. Leeds, who are looking like they might be in that area around them at yes. the minute. Yeah. You've got to you've got to win you've that got, game yeah, if you want to stay in the to, league. You've got to pick up points against the teams around you. Yeah, they've got to win that. I think, I think, I think Norwich are going to. They were playing a very weird go. formation. Timo Puki seemed to be drifting out wide a hell of a lot. Yeah, in that game, and you know, obviously Josh Sargent has come in, and you can see he's got a lot of energy and a lot of sort of pace. I'd let Sargent do all the running around. Leave Timo Puki yeah. in the box and just. Get the ball to him. It seems that's, that's a really what they need to do. Thing. He can. He has got. We know Pookie's got a goal in him. Yeah. You know, it hasn't worked for him in the Premier League in either of his spells. But at the same time, he's been with Norwich, who have not necessarily given him that opportunity. No, you've got to feed the striker. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel for him a bit there. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think I still think Norwich. Norwich are going. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's going to take something quite spectacular from here. To the end of the season. Oh, goodness, yeah. You know, they're already eight points off the drop. And at the bottom end of this table, that's a big gap. That's a big gap to make up this early. Yeah. 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 But we'll we'll see how things develop. A uh, quick word, I'll be honest, I didn't see this game, but Watford-Southampton. So another win for Southampton on the, on the, on road. the road. Yeah. At Vicarage Road. Yeah. And they had the one shot on target and they made it count. Yep. Shea Adams making it, making it matter. And getting the goal. Yeah, it wasn't too much to write home about. I see the highlights of it. I didn't um, see the game live. Yeah. But big win for Southampton, actually, because they needed that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, with the teams below them picking up points. Yeah. Obviously, Leeds won, Burnley won. If they hadn't yeah. won, if they, had, if they hadn't won that game, then obviously. They're a point off the. Exactly. They're all. They're looking over their shoulder quite a lot. They're still looking over their shoulder, but they're kind of. Yeah. Halfway. Half looking up, half looking down, sort of thing. But again, for Watford, a game that they really should be winning. A team that's going to be in and around yeah, them. Same thing for what you said to Norwich. Obviously, you've got to win your home games. Yeah. yeah. Against some of these teams, yeah, absolutely. But we'll um, we'll see how that all develops. Watford have been a bit up and down, haven't they? Same with South. You know, what Watford in particular, you know, they've still got three wins this season. Yeah. And obviously, they're still getting used to Claudio Ranieri. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how they develop. As the season goes on. And then finally, I think we've only got one more game. Yep. Wolves and Everton. Monday night. And Everton seem to have completely dropped off. Yeah. Since the United game. They have 
yeah, they have dropped like the proverbial stone, as they say. It's a, it's a bit of a shocker, really. Yeah. And that pressure, like we talked about at the start of the season, that pressure is going to start to build on Benitez. Yeah. Being at Everton as time moves on. But it, it just seems a very typical kind of Everton start of the season for me. Yeah. Not spectacular. But I seem but to not, do this yeah. with Everton every season. I think about them and I go, oh, look, they look really good this year. And then they have this spell where they're just terrible. Yeah. For about two or three months, and then they pick it up and find a way of finishing in the top half of the table. It seems like that is, that is what the they, do they do for years. It's really strange. I'm going to say it. Don't worry. Dr. Tottenham to the rescue. Are they playing? Oh, of course, yeah, they play you next in the league. Yeah. Oh, I, I, well, Antonio Conte, Mr. Jack in the box. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a good game. I think, though. Sunday. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. It will be. It's a good game. It's a good game, really, for Conte to start with. Yes. Uh, because you know it's one of those Premier League ties that is going to be open. Yeah, it's not like one team is going to dr- completely drop off. No. Um, Everton will probably have a go. The good thing for us, out of all the teams we've played in the Premier League over the last twenty six years, we've beaten Everton the most. Well, there we go. Hope for you, yet. Yeah. I mean, a good win for Wolves, yeah. though. Very let's good not, win for Wolves. Not... Yeah, Wolves. Jimenez back again with another goal. Bruno Lag is. Starting to have an effect on them, and they are, he is. yeah, they're starting to pick up pace now, and that's really, really good to see. So, um, they're yeah, also good goal from him looking as well, yeah, they're bit, also looking good sitting seventh in yeah, the league. Bit of a mistake from Ben Godfrey, kind of under hit the back pass, yeah. But what made me really laugh about that, if you watch, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Mason Holgate looks like he's oh, yeah. treading water. Yeah, no, I saw that. Trying he to, was trying struggling, to, weren't he? Trying to get back to it. Was like, he was struggling why there. Why are you running so slow, I don't man? understand. <laughs> I mean, he's never struck me as a slow player, Holgate, either. No. He just seemed to be... It looked as if he was running in mud. Yeah, did. <laughs> Ridiculous. But yeah, no, Um, that's your Premier League roundup for this weekend. For the last weekend. Good good weekend of football. Um, What have we got next on the agenda? What have we got next on the agenda? We are going to go around the world in 80 seconds next. Around the world in 80 seconds. Right then, get your timers out, I, get your stopwatches I out. I have and got hear my from you. timer at the ready. All right then, well, take it away. Around the world in 80 seconds. Let's go. So we start in France where PSG left it late to beat Lille in the league and extend their lead at the top of League 1. Freiburg are up into third place in the Bundesliga behind Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich. They did only draw on Saturday, but it was enough to take them above Leipzig into third. The usual suspects are starting to close in on Real Sociedad at the top of La Liga. Barcelona drew after sacking Ronald Koeman midweek. Juventus lost to Verona. Roma lost. Napoli are the surprise leaders of Serie A. Rangers won 6-1 at Motherwell to move six points clear at Celtic of the top of Scotland. There are some more managerial changes. There was changes at Barnsley. They decided to sack their manager and at Scunthorpe as well. And a big week for Neil Warnock coming. He is going to break the record for the most games managed in English professional football. He is currently on 1,601 games in management. That's a lot of games of football, Neil Warnock. That is a lot of games. And he said, I must be doing something right if I've been in charge for 1,601 games. <laughs> it is actually quite surprising, but he is 
he's done well. I think he does well at, at the championship level, doesn't he, Neil Warnock? He knows how to get players of a certain level and make them play Absolutely. He knows how higher. to get, he knows he gets how to the get best, promotions. He gets the best out of a yeah. player of a certain quality, doesn't he? And I think, you know, he's, he's never really, for me, done it in the Premier League, but that's not to say that he's not a safe pair of hands for, say, a championship club or no, a no. team of that level. Yeah. For sure. You know, he's, he makes a difference. Did you see the funny incident in League Two at the weekend? Was this where the game, the first half was too short? The first half was too short. The referee had a bit of a mare and he forgot to play the four minutes of added time. So he made them play it in so the So they were told half. to swap ends at the start of the second half to play the four minutes and then they swapped over and they played the 45 minutes of the second half. Yeah, what a mess that was. Incidentally, Lake Norian won 5-0. So, well done the O's. Good win for the O's indeed. Um... Let's just quickly then, before we kind of wrap up, Coman leaving Barca. Yes, big news. Not too unexpected, really. No, no, obviously losing your star man. To, to, to be honest, more than anything, I was surprised he went to Barca. He never, you know, he's, you think about the clubs that he's managed and the way that he's managed and the way that his football teams have played in the past. He's not, he doesn't, he's never struck me as, oh, he's a Barcelona manager. No. Someone that would play football in a way that a Barcelona fan base and, a, you know, a hierarchy at Barcelona would want their team to play. It always surprised me, that that one. Yeah, obviously a former Barcelona player. Of course, yeah. You know, he was. So he's Nothing about his managerial career struck me as like, oh, he's going to do really well. But he'd do really well at a club like Barca. No, especially with the financial situation they've got at the moment. Obviously, they they yeah, can't you know, attract. That, that he, can't, he can't be blamed for. That, no. That situation... You know, he he's probably thinking going in, oh, I've got Messi, you know, I've got... Well, that's all you need to know, innit? I've got Messi. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Messi, I've got Messi. And then I'm, Messi leaves. I'm fine. Yeah. Messi's off. Yeah. Now what do you do? Oh. be interesting to see who takes over. It will be, actually, there. It's going to be a hard job for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a tough job. They're not going to be able to pay them a massive amount of money for him to come and do that job. Yeah. Because let's not forget they're going to have to pay off Coman. Yes. So at the same time, I haven't so, got any money anyway. No, money's tight. Money's tight at Barca as it is. So it'd be very, very, very interesting to see where they go next. J- Xavi's the talk, isn't he? Yes, Xavi. Xavi's probably going to be the manager by the time we release this podcast. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. We will. See. Uh, any news from Gianluca? Nothing from Gianluca. No, still out. Although I don't think it's COVID related anymore. Oh. I think the FOTMOB app app that I use yeah. to check all these things out, describes his injury as a physical discomfort oh. and he's expected to return in early November. Well, it is early November, but yeah. hopefully we're getting back because this was a good feature up until the point he got injured. Yeah, up until he caught contracted coronavirus we were doing yeah. really well with this. This is, was a really good feature. And the feature has kind of died on its backside. It has indeed. Never mind. It'll be, it'll be alright soon enough. Hopefully so. Uh, so, unlucky for Gianluca, let's have a quick look at this weekend's fixtures before we leave you. What have we got coming up for us this weekend? This weekend. So we start tonight with Southampton versus Aston Villa. That is an 8 o'clock kickoff. Then the Manchester Derby on Saturday lunchtime, 12.30 for that one. A few 3 o'clock games, not many this weekend because of European commitments. So Chelsea take on Burnley. Crystal Palace play Wolves. Brentford play Norwich. That's going to be a huge game at the bottom of the Premier League. 
Brighton play Newcastle in the 5.30 game. Then there's four games on Sunday. Everton take on Tottenham. Good luck, Antonio. Leeds take on Leicester. Arsenal take on Watford before the game at 4.30, which is West Ham against Liverpool. Good games in there. I don't want to talk about the derby. I'm too nervous. Let's, not do it. <laughs> Let's just not do it. Let's just hope we played as... Let's hope we play more the way we played against Tottenham than we did against Liverpool. That's that's all I ask for. Otherwise, this podcast could be very interesting next week. We could be talking about another sacking. I'm not, I'm not so sure, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Okay. Uh, anyway, we, we must go. We must leave you. But thank you very much for listening in today. Uh, hopefully you all enjoy the football coming up in good times. We will be back next week. Don't forget, at Let's football pod on twitter or email us let's talk football podcast 442 at gmail.com it's how you can email us but for now we will see you all next time bye bye bye